the kids really enjoy making products via media. Mm-hmm. And if a kid is having fun and learning something, you're making your, your job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And that kid is looking forward to coming to your class each and every day. Welcome to today's episode of Teacher Prep Rally, a show that highlights success in the classroom and reminds you that you're part of a team of educators finding new and better ways to help today's kids learn and achieve great things. I'm your host, Sarah Warren. I'm a learning coach for Windsor Middle School here in Windsor, Colorado. And in this episode, I interview Doug Kathan about our media productions and broadcast media classes. Doug is a veteran teacher here at Windsor Middle School. He's a great teacher that really connects with kids in both his language arts and his media classes. In this episode, he shares some of his successes with his newest class called Broadcast Media that challenges some of our best and brightest media students in all three grades to create promotional videos for local community members. Well, Doug, thank you for being here today to talk about Broadcast Media. I wonder if you could start just by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your background. Um... Good afternoon. My name is Doug Kathan. Um, way back in the dark days, probably 29 years ago, I in I was in college and I took a, a media class, and that was really really basic. But it really um, got me thinking about media and how it could be used in education and how um, you can give voice to people that don't always get to have a voice. And so then. Um, I got to Windsor probably 24 years ago, yes, and I was at Mountain View, and um, I was doing drama, and I was teaching all the subject areas, um, and then Super School News came what, about. What grade did you teach in, at Mountain View? At Mountain View, I taught fourth grade, fifth grade, and third grade, okay. because we were doing mixed grades, and we were moving based off skills, mm-hmm. and then the, a fantastic principal left, and a new one showed up. Mm. Sort of the story of my life. Um, <laughs> so uh, with Super School News, we got to work with the kids and we got to take them down to Denver to um, in the NPR station. And I got to see the equipment. I got to see the impact on the kids. And then Kathy Sears left Mountain View and she said, you should really come to uh, Windsor Middle School. And so I took that upon myself. I took that advice since I love teaching reading. It's a serious passion of mine that um, that will last probably forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was here, there was another principal that I sort of convinced to let me have in my classroom a news program. And he gave me some startup money. And I started it doing a small newscast in my classroom. And then at that time, I believe Mr. Sig Miller was a principal. And I brought him in and the kids interviewed him. And I saw some interest from him and I saw some interest from the kids. And so I pursued it um, doggedly with um, Mr. Englert and he gave me some startup money. Uh, At that time, Curtis was, I think, transitioning to a TOSA or a coach. Mm -hmm. And so he was very much into it. And since both of us seem to like to volunteer lots of time, Uh, We created a green screen room, and then we created another green screen room, and then finally we figured out the third green screen room, so that um, that's where that came from, I guess. So the passionate about it is just how to make school different, enjoyable, um, so that the kids feel a little empowerment 
or that they can go out, they can create a newscast that other kids can watch. Um, so I felt that was sort of interesting. So you're, you're passionate about teaching reading and you've been doing that all along and you feel like that fits really well in schools, but you've had to really push to start incorporating media in your classroom. Yes. And would you say that when you and Curtis got on board together and pursued the media grant, that that's when it really became a program here at Hunter Middle School? Yeah, I would say that there were other people involved initially starting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when Curtis got on board and the school got on board, I would say the program um, started up and uh, has continued to grow each year with new and different endeavors that we're doing. We're now advertising for Clearview Library. We're now advertising for the town of Windsor. Mm-hmm. And the big goal there was to, how do we bring the real world into the classroom? And so um, I believe it was Ms. Swafford had the idea um, to see if these entities would like to work with us. And she was the coach you worked with in between Curtis and me, right? Yes, okay. there's been many coaches. <laughs> and always Doug. And so, um, yeah, and I guess it's really interesting to see the dynamics when another adult comes into the classroom. They're much more attentive. They're much more focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw the level of their work increase. And that was pretty um, – that was an aha moment for me that, um, you know, sixth, seventh and eighth graders could create commercials that uh, Clearview Library would air, that the town of Windsor would air. Um, and it was it's neat to see the kids when either the town of Windsor sends me an email saying, yes, your newscast is going to be on TV eight. It's going to be on social media. And so it would be fun today because I get to talk to five kids that um recently submitted theirs, and um, Kim Overholt, who um, I want to say thank you to, um, has really helped us because she's got some really strict guidelines, and I'm not really a guy that worked with guidelines, and so it's really made me step back and go, "Uh uh-oh, okay, I can't just think it and do it. I have to follow these rules, and it's good for the kids, too, because um, that's the real world. You know, I'm lucky I work in education. I can sort of live within my own world. But when the world comes knocking, you have to sort of open the door and pay attention. So I wonder if you could talk about um, the difference between the media class um, and classes that we have here at Windsor Middle School and the broadcast media class um, and how those are different and how the broadcast media class grew out of the basic level media class. So we have a basic six, seven, eight media, and that is to teach them how to use Final Cut Pro, teach them how to use GarageBand, potentially teach them how to use Motion, which is a special effects program. And the key is that um, it's sort of overwhelming when I sort of stop, when I watch the kids because there are so many steps to learn. But some of the kids quickly latch onto it in the media classes. And so it was a natural progression to have a hybrid class, whereas once so the again. The product of the media classes is they create news programs that the kids watch yes. every morning in advisory. So yes. they're creating a daily news show for Windsor Middle School audience, right? Yes. Okay. And then how is a broadcast media class then different or built upon that? Uh, the broadcast media class um, is different because. As these kids grow, um, they're going to fill out an application to be able to work a semester with me, uh, with Clearview, with the town of Windsor, and 
oftentimes doing a lot of commercials for Windsor Middle School also. Um, and these are kids who are passionate about it, who have worked really hard, be it sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and that want to invest time because the these classes do a ton of reading and writing. It's just another English class, but we have don't some... Don't tell the kids that. No, I don't <laughs> tell the kids that. But we have some pretty cool uh, bells and whistles that they get to play with in the process. Right. But I mean... You're not, your newscast will not air if it is not well written, not well produced. I mean, there are so many steps to talk about. It would bore your audience, so I apologize. <laughs> um, how do you, what, that's a good question, though, is how do you organize something like that? How do you organize a class where kids are working on um, different projects for the town of Windsor or Clearview Library or for the school itself? Is it you quit? <laughs> uh, I never, I never envisioned um, what's taking place right now mm -hmm. in this class because every student is at a different level, trying a different thing, and there's only one of you, and you're trying to motivate them, inspire them, give them tricks and tips, mm -hmm. um, and find those other students who have that ability to help model when I can't get to them. So but you're working really hard and you're, and you're, you are, and you're pulling kids in um, to help teach each other, which I think is awesome. Um, and I would say that you have been very successful. This news program has been a staple of our school now, um, just in the media classes for many years and now growing the broadcast media, you've had some real success working with town of Windsor and Clearview library what do you think is the key to that success? If you were going to give advice to somebody who is just starting up a program like that, what kinds of advice would you give them? Or what do you think? I would um, tell them to breathe deeply um, and jump in with both feet because the only way you make it happen is by being there and inspiring the kids and modeling the process to the kids and giving them um, ideas and I mean, there's so many outlets to look at for ideas. It's amazing. There's certain kids that just want to do high adventure. There's certain kids that want to do, you know, tech, 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 tech. And then there's those uh, people that want to explore the world. So, I, you know, when that that's a really hard question you're asking. It is. I, but I'm, I, what I, I'm hearing you say is a lot of it is about tapping into what they're already interested in and motivated to learn. Yeah. If I can find their passion, then I can help them create a pretty cool news program. Mm -hmm. The big thing is you, you need to let their voice grow. And I've seen um, certain students really wanting to uh, express themselves. And so I'm looking at starting an alternative outside the box media program where I'm going to hopefully present to staff that um, some of the kids feel like I'm censoring their work. And of course I, I sort of have to do that, but I would also like them to be able to feel free to express themselves, but I'm going to have to do it in a format that's a little different so that one, I value the kids, but two, I value the adults in our building so that we're not, um, well, and, and you're helping them distinguish between what is news and what are other forms of creative expression. Yes. Yes. Um, this year by far is, I think, the most creative group of people I've been working with. And I don't know if it's just because of the amount of time I've been working with these kids, but now we've integrated artists. 
So now we have artists doing sets. Um, it it's sort of out of control, and I, <laughs> it's some, but it's built over time. Yes, too, right. So um, I don't know if I'm answering your questions the way no, you want. No, you did. You totally answered my question. Um, do you think other teachers should bring media into their classrooms, or do you think it's better as like a standalone class or both? I think with the amount of technology we have in this building that uh, the, the kids really enjoy making products via media. Mm -hmm. And if a kid is having fun and learning something, you're making your, your job a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And that kid is looking forward to coming to your class each and every day. And um, even your PLP struggling kids, if you can get the basic knowledge of the product down of the, of the tech, they're going to find success because they don't find that in a lot of classes because how many of us work in our weakness all day long? Mm -hmm. And if we can find um, a sliver of what motivates these kids mm -hmm. and help that grow into something, who knows what the future will be for them. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Or? Tech tip, Sarah. <laughs> I would not survive without it. I'm a very small niche player, so I want to get, send a special thank you for uh, helping me, tolerating me, and um, helping the program grow. Um, I really appreciate your help. Well, and I, I mean, I think maybe that's another piece to your success that I'm hearing you mentioned a lot of names and it's not about trying to do everything yourself, but about sort of building up your system of supports and, you know, yeah. doing the direct line to our tech support and, and having a coach that can work with you and having partnerships with the community that can help you. Yeah. Curtis, Christy, mm -hmm. you, BJ, I mean, all of you are huge to any of the success that I've had. So I mean, I just want to send a thank you to all those people that have helped grow this program because without them, who knows where it would be. And you're doing really cool things. Thank you very much. And so are your kids. So I hope people get to see some of those. Dave, you think, um, I don't know if any of your kids would be comfortable sharing some of the videos that they've created in broadcast media for the show notes so that if people from other districts who listen to this podcast want to see some examples of some of the videos they've made yeah you can you have whatever you want okay awesome well thank you so much for coming in doug i really appreciate it hope it wasn't too boring never check it out Before we wrap up, I've decided to add a short segment to share some tech tips and resources. I'm calling this segment, Check It Out, as a nod to one of my favorite podcasts, Check This Out with Ryan and Brian. And that is absolutely the first thing I think you should check out. If you were into hearing about the newest and coolest stuff in educational tech, these goofballs have a relaxed and entertaining podcast where they share lots of ideas. So, check it out. Another thing I want to share is a huge time saver. If you work with me, you may already know this, but I love my keyboard shortcuts. You might know that on a Mac, Command-C copies and Command-V pastes. On a Chromebook, that's Control-C to copy and Control-V to paste. But you might not know that my favorite new shortcut. If you hold down Option and click the down arrow, you will magically be jumped down. On a document, this will jump you to the next paragraph or line. Big whoop. But 
this is really cool on Google Sheets or any spreadsheet. Just click in a cell and then press option down arrow and you will be jumped to the bottom of that column. I found this one when I was trying to sign out of the building on a, the Google Sheet that our office staff uses. It's late in the semester and this sheet is filling up. Of course, I was late for a meeting and I was getting kind of frustrated with how long it was taking to scroll all the way to the bottom of the sheet to sign out. So I did a quick Google search and found this shortcut. Now I can jump straight to the bottom every time I need to sign out. So here's my tech tip. Next time you're doing something tedious, don't just get annoyed. Ask yourself, is there a shortcut for this? Or better yet, ask Google. One of my edu heroes, Alice Keeler, suggests you even teach yourself one new shortcut a week. Just put it on a sticky note on your computer. If it's useful, it'll soon be automatic and you can throw the sticky note away. I know it doesn't seem like it's much of a time saver, but if you arm yourself with a few good keyboard shortcuts for things you do often, the time saved really starts to add up, especially when you're late for that meeting. Okay, there's a third check it out. Follow Alice Keeler on Twitter and or read her blog at alicekeeler.com. She has lots of really practical tips and some strong opinions that might just get you thinking. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in to Teacher Prep Rally. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed talking with Doug about how media helps his students tap into their interests and how it motivates them to create and share their own ideas, pushing them to improve their research and writing skills all at the same time. Uh, the show notes for this podcast are coming soon at teacherprepralli.blogspot.com. You may have noticed that I haven't been able to keep up with transcripts. Transcription, it turns out, is a lot of work, and AI can't really keep up with a whole podcast. It sure gives me a lot more respect for the work my mother did as a legal secretary. Uh, she used to do this all day long. If you know of anyone with mad skills like my mom had who would like to help me with transcribing these, please share. I'd also really love to hear any ideas, comments, or reactions you have on Twitter with the hashtag TeacherPrepRally or tag me at WizardWarren. Tune in next week to hear more interviews and inspiration on Teacher Prep Rally.